Welcome to Hang Your Hat, a podcast about ideas that are close to home. This is episode 12, The War on Bugs. In today's episode, I'm talking about how to keep icky, annoying, and disease-spreading bugs like mosquitoes, ticks, and cockroaches out of your yard. I talk about ways to make your yard less friendly for these bugs. My husband joins me for a quiz about common bug repelling methods and their efficacy. And the girl joins me for a super gross fun fact about cockroaches. So grab the bug spray and join me for another episode of Hang Your Hat. where I live, we have a lot of scary animals. We have alligators and crocodiles. We have black widow spiders and brown recluse spiders that can kill a man. Venomous trap jaw ants, giant furry red ants known as cow killers with a vicious sting supposedly strong enough to kill a cow. Southern devil scorpions, large flesh-eating beetles and beetles that can shoot poison out of their butts. Poisonous caterpillars, brain-eating amoebas. Wild rhesus monkeys and Burmese pythons and killer bees, bears, sharks, rattlesnakes, wild boars, panthers, and barracudas. However, none of these scare me as much as mosquitoes, ticks, and roaches. Mosquitoes are carriers of eastern equine encephalitis, malaria, St. Louis encephalitis, chikunuga fever, West Nile virus, Zika virus, dengue fever, yellow fever, and more. Ticks carry anaplasmosis, heartland virus, Lyme disease, Rickettsia perique, Rocky Mountain spotted fever, southern tick-associated rats illness, also known as star eye, and more. And roaches are just gross. There are at least 69 different species of roaches in the U.S. In Florida, we call pretty much all of the large roaches palmetto bugs, but we have several species, some of which are more than 2.5 inches long and some that fly. Cockroaches do spread diseases, but not by biting like mosquitoes and ticks. Mostly they contaminate food. They're known to spread diarrhea, dysentery, cholera, leprosy, plague, typhoid fever, and viral diseases such as poliomyelitis. In addition, they carry the eggs of parasitic worms and many cause allergic reactions including dermatitis and more serious respiratory conditions. On a side note, If you live in a tropical or subtropical area like Florida, you will eventually get a roach in the house, no matter how clean you keep your house. Tropical and subtropical cockroaches typically live outside where it's hot and humid like they like like it. But when it starts getting cold or dry, they will try to come inside to survive, and they are very good at coming inside. I've seen one literally fly through an open door. Actually, it was flying at me through an open door that I had just opened, and I ran screaming from it, which ultimately led it inside. The best way to keep them out of your house is to keep them out of your yard and out of flight distance from your open door. Fortunately, these pesky bugs share ideal environmental conditions to a large degree. So if you remove the conditions that one of these bugs like, you can kill several birds with one stone or several bugs with one elimination method. I guess. The first thing to know in the war against bugs is that water is the enemy. 
Bugs need it to stay hydrated and keep their bodies from drying out, and mosquitoes even need it to breed. So the first step in getting rid of bugs is getting rid of water. Okay, I realize that you can't really get rid of all water, especially in a really humid climate like the one I live in. You practically breathe the stuff, but you can make the water situation less hospitable for bugs. The first thing to do is get rid of standing water. Mosquitoes breed in it and roaches will use it to drink and it makes the environment more comfortable for mammals like mice, squirrels, and deer, which are otherwise known as tick food. However, bugs need a surprisingly small amount of standing water, so you really need to get rid of all of it. Mosquitoes can breed in less than an inch of water, and it can take as little as eight days from a mosquito to go from egg to blood-sucking adult. Think you don't have any standing water in your yard? Think again. There could be enough standing water for mosquitoes to breed in bird baths, ornamental fountains, water gardens, rain barrels that don't have screen covers, plant pots in their saucers, animal drinking containers, in the crevices of plastic toys, garbage cans, old tires, buckets, tree stumps, puddles, shallow ponds, clogged gutters, obstructed downspouts, flat roofs, and yard debris, and even loosely tied tarps. We recently worked on our downspouts to better direct the water to drain out of the yard, and I was shocked to find out how full of sediment they were. They could probably have easily held a cup of water, and that was just the downspouts. The gutters are probably worse. It's best to get rid of anything in your yard that collects water, but if you can't do that, you can drill holes in things so that water drains, or you can turn it over so the water is less likely to collect, or at least dump it out every week so that the mosquito larvae don't have the chance to become adults. If the thing that is filling with stagnant water is your yard itself, then it's time to work on its drainage. You can fill in low spots or add additional drainage like a fringe drain, or redirect the water to an area that does drain well. If you have a ditch near your yard that doesn't drain for a week or longer, you should report it to your local mosquito control or public health office so that they can take care of it. Stagnant ditches can produce large numbers of mosquitoes, and that presents a public health hazard. For water that can't be drained, like the water in fish ponds, ditches, or rain barrels, you can use mosquito dunks to kill mosquito larvae. The dunks are dropped into standing water and release a toxin that kills only mosquito larvae. It shouldn't harm fish, birds, or other animals. You can get them at home stores like Home Depot, and they cost about 10 bucks for a six pack, which should kill larvae for 30 days and 100 square feet of stagnant water. If you don't wanna use mosquito dunks, then the key to keeping mosquitoes out of things like ponds is to keep the water aerated. Mosquitoes prefer standing water to flowing water for laying their eggs. That's because mosquito larvae use a breathing tube, kind of like a snorkel to breathe at the surface of the water. Moving water fills the snorkel with water, drowning the larvae. You can use an aeration pump, a fountain, a water bubbler to keep the water moving. And there are, is another great reason to keep the water flowing. Dragonflies are major mosquito predators. Even baby dragonflies, which are called nymphs, eat mosquito larvae. And they don't mind gently moving water, so the aerated water will still be great for your dragonflies, but not so good for the mosquito larvae. Mosquito-eating fish are also great for eating mosquitoes in larger bodies of water, like ponds or rain barrels, but they can be invasive, so if you use them, be really careful where you put them. Now that we've gotten rid of the standing water, we need to reduce the humidity. All of the bugs we've talked about love high humidity. 
In fact, they all have trouble surviving without it. Now, I know that it is impossible to completely eliminate humidity, especially if you live somewhere where the humidity is naturally high. For example, where I am recording today, the humidity is 99% outside and it isn't raining. So I know about high humidity, but there are things you can do to make the humidity in your yard as low as it possibly can go and to eliminate pockets of high humidity. The first step is cleaning up the yard. Overgrown bushes, high grass, leaf litter and debris, and wood piles all slow the evaporation of water, which makes them perfect habitats for creepy crawlies. Ticks also like to hang out on overgrown grass or bushes, just waiting for a person or animal to pass by so they can latch on. Keeping grass cut and bushes manicured and trees pruned reduces bug habitat. Trimming back trees will also help keep the yard as sunny as possible, which is a great way to reduce the humidity in the yard. But if that's not possible or getting rid of the shade is not desirable because of the heat, you should at least prune back as much of the ground level brush and low lying branches as possible to get better airflow. It also makes it harder when you clear out those low lying bush and debris for small mammals like mice to find a home in your yard, which removes a potential food source for both mosquitoes and ticks. Deer are a major source of food for ticks and areas with deer are much more likely to have a tick problem than areas without them. So if you have deer in or around your yard, you should really ask your local nursery about plants that you can use in your yard that don't attract deer so they won't be tempted to enter your yard. You can also use deer repellent to help keep them from wandering into your yard. Some animals can help in the fight against ticks. Chickens and many other birds will eat ticks. However, birds can also carry ticks, so make sure that any bird-friendly places you have in your yard, like bird feeders, are not in tick-friendly places, so put them out in something like the bright sunlight. Lastly, to keep ticks out of your yard, border any wooded areas with a three-foot-wide wood chip, mulch, or gravel barrier. Ticks don't like to cross paths that are lined with really rough things like gravel or wood chips. It's kind of like a human walking on glass. It's not very pleasant for them. If you've already done everything possible to remove the bug habitat in your yard and you still have a problem, then it might be time to consider chemical repellents or insecticides, especially if you know that there are mosquitoes or ticks in your area that are spreading serious illnesses. There are many different varieties of repellents and insecticides and many different methods to apply them. There are also a lot of differing local laws regarding their application and consideration also has to be made for any sensitive species that are in or around the area that they'll be applied. Since their application can be so very location specific, I'm really not gonna go into them, but I do suggest that you contact your local extension office or public health office for their advice. And if the infestation is really bad, consider calling in a professional. Not only can they use chemicals that might not be available to the public, they can also recommend personalized ways to keep the bugs out of your yard in the future. So my husband is joining me for today's show for a little quiz. We are going to quiz him on common bug repellent methods and whether or not they're effective. Would you like to say hi? Hey, it's good to be here. Thank you. So I'm just going to jump right into it. 
One of the common bug repelling methods, and we actually use this one ourselves, is changing out the outdoor light fixtures for those yellow bulbs. Hmm. So the question is, do the yellow outdoor light bulbs attract fewer bugs than a regular light bulb? And this was something that I'd never heard of until we actually did it at our house. And to be very honest with you, I'm not sure that it does. Uh, It still seems like there's a lot of bugs around the door and that opening it kind of creates a uh, temporary vacuum that sort of pulls them into the house. So I'm going to say no, it does not actually help. So they help a little bit. Not all bugs will care whether or not their light is yellow, but some do, and they won't come up to yellow lights. Okay. So the the big difference is that since it attracts fewer little bugs, you're probably going to attract fewer big bugs that want to eat those little bugs. Okay, so less bugs overall, not just no bugs. but Right, right. Okay. So they're not going to completely ignore it altogether, but it probably will reduce like swarming bugs around the door. Right. Which is good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay, next question. Do fans... Keep bugs away. Hmm. I know that when there's a breeze outside, you don't notice bugs as much. Uh, But whether or not a fan keeps them away, God, I hate to sound like a skeptic, but I don't think it does. I think if they get in the stream of the fan, they might get blown away, but I don't think that in and of itself is going to deter them. So it probably helps with smaller flying bugs, like gnats and mosquitoes. Um, and that is because it actually will um, kind of disperse them by pushing them away. Right. But for mosquitoes, it actually does one more thing as well. Hmm. And if, if you're sitting in the, the blow of the fan, right. um, it dilutes the carbon dioxide that you exhale. And that's one of the things that mosquitoes kind of like key in on to find you, uh, to eat you. Okay. So fans do help for some bugs, especially mosquitoes. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. What about mosquito netting? I believe um, that would probably be a definite deterrent, if only because, assuming that when you put up the netting, and it's like a envision a tent, if you will, that there aren't any mosquitoes inside, thus preventing them from leaving you, um, that, yeah, that would probably keep out bugs, uh, mosquitoes at least, uh, very well. That absolutely works. There is a reason it has been around for so long and throughout the entire world, it seems like. Right. Mosquito nets really do work. They don't work for all bugs, obviously, because some can kind of crawl underneath them. But for mosquitoes especially, they are very helpful. Excellent. What about bug zappers? Hmm. As far as keeping bugs away... I think that they're designed to lure bugs towards them to, well, results that are often funny to watch or at least mildly entertaining. Um, But as far as actually taking care of any bug problem, I know it seems more like a cheap thrill than anything. They probably actually make the bug situation worse. Oh, okay. Yeah. So mosquito, um, bug zappers do kill lots of bugs. Right. But they probably aren't killing that many mosquitoes. Hmm. Most of the bugs they do kill are beneficial bugs. The kind that will actually, like some beetles and moths actually eat mosquitoes. (laughs) um, And dragonflies too. So you're not only not killing that many mosquitoes, you're killing some of their natural predators. 
And you're killing the food supply of songbirds that will probably come in your yard and eat the mosquitoes along with other things. So so this is kind of a universal fail. It's it's awful. Wow. Yeah, okay. it really doesn't work at all. Good to know. <laughs> Although it can be fun to watch. Yeah, it makes a yeah. great noise. Very satisfying is that. So this is another one we have in our house, and I think probably everyone has in their backyards, is citronella candles and tiki torches. Yes. Yep. Do they work? They smell like they do, <laughs> and kind of like the uh, the fan. If they get in the stream of what's coming off of the uh, torch or the candle, then yeah. But again, that's kind of dependent on the wind, and I haven't really seen a very drastic decrease in the number of mosquitoes when they are lit. Um, so I don't want to sound milk toast, but marginally successful. They keep a few of them away. I would say that's very accurate, actually. Okay. Um, they are marginally successful. Okay. <laughs> if the mosquitoes, like if the, if you were coated in the smoke from them, yeah, mosquitoes probably would stay away from you. But like as soon as that smoke is is off your body. The, the mosquitoes, wind shifts and yeah. then it's over. Right. Yeah, mosquitoes get right back on you. So they're a little bit helpful. Mm-hmm. They probably are, are more helpful than nothing. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. And they're cheap, so that's helpful right. too. And they don't smell bad. Yeah. People yeah. smell that, they think mosquitoes won't get on them. So. Right. It makes you feel a little bit better. Yeah, exactly. Even if it's not that helpful. <laughs> Psychologically, it does wonders. Um, this is another one we have in our yard a lot. Um, and I've thought that they kind of worked, but we'll see. Uh, Mosquito-repelling plants. Mm. I... Hmm. No, I don't really think they do. I think the mosquitoes probably, if you're immediately around the plant, or maybe you're rubbing part of the plant on you, they would keep them off of you. But in my experience, I haven't really found them to be that useful. Well, they're they're another one that's kind of useful. Um, they're, they they do give off organic volatile oils that do repel bugs like mosquitoes, but only when they're touched or crushed. Uh, yeah. So if you were like walking through a field of them or something like that, it would probably be more protective than walking through grass. Hmm. But just have them having them there next to you on the porch or something is really not going to help yeah. very much. They, they don't exude an aura that repels mosquitoes. They just make chemicals or scents uh, as a natural byproduct mosquitoes don't like. You can, however, boil some of them down to make a more concentrated version. Hmm. And that can be a bit helpful. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. Probably not as helpful as DEET, but uh, again, better than nothing. A little bit less of a carcinogen, maybe? Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully. Yeah. Okay. Okay, this is another one that we've tried. <laughs> Ultrasonic repelling devices. Hmm. Yeah. Science. Or feels like science. Smells like science. <sighs> Again, it's kind of where is the line between I want it to work so I think it's working versus... Because we used to get the little ones and clip them to the kids when they were younger, running around in the yard. Like, oh, they'll be fine. They've got this humming box on the back of their pull-up. They're, I don't know. Because we also did like three other things. The kids never got eaten. They never got carried away by the mosquitoes, which I'm grateful for. But again, 
I <laughs> they're kind of useful. I hate that sound like a broken record, but marginally useful. Maybe for about thirty seconds they work well. They're actually not useful at all. Okay. They're well, total bunk pretty much. The placebo effect lasts for thirty seconds. Yeah. Then you doubt it and then you feel silly. Okay. So at least for mosquitoes, they're completely useless. They they produce a 10,000 hertz sound, which is supposed to make the mosquitoes, you know, it's supposed to be deafening and repelling the mosquitoes. Yeah. Mosquitoes can't even hear that frequency. So, so it's like a dog whistle for mosquitoes, but they, they can't, can't hear even the whistle. hear it. Yeah. That's a pretty ineffective dog whistle. Yeah. Or mosquito whistle. So this is... Um, an organic way of getting rid of um, both mosquitoes and ticks in the yard and probably some other bugs as well. Mm -hmm. Birds and bats. Yes, absolutely. So they definitely do get rid of some bugs in the yard. Mm -hmm. They are not very effective against mosquitoes. Yep. Um, For bats... Mosquitoes make up less than 1% of their diet. Right. And like you always hear about, you know, get a bad house. That'll be a great way to get rid of the mosquitoes. Mm-hmm. Bugs also, like purple mar- or birds that is, purple martins are supposed to be really good at getting rid of mosquitoes. Yep. Only about 3% of their diet's mosquitoes. Right. Yeah. So they're really not that effective. Not that they'll hurt right. against the mosquitoes, but they're really not that effective. Mm-hmm. One problem with them is that... Since they are warm-blooded animals, mm-hmm. ticks like them. Yes. And not all of them actually eat ticks. Yep. So they may help slightly with the mosquito problem, mm-hmm. but they might be making the tick problem worse. Right. So setting yourself on fire to keep warm comes yeah. to mind? Yeah. Hmm. Now, it's interesting, and the quiz reminds me of a... Uh, a trick that a friend of mine had told me, a, a foreman I used to have who was in Vietnam and apparently was told while he was in Vietnam that if you eat the heads off of matchsticks, that the sulfur, once you digest it, will uh, manifest in your sweat and will keep mosquitoes off. Now, I wouldn't recommend ever that you just start snapping off matchstick heads and eating them, but I tried it once. It didn't hurt. It didn't cause any gastrointestinal distress. And I could have sworn for about half an hour that no mosquito found me. So, you know, there may be something to it. Like right. The smell of the sulfur might disguise the smell of the carbon dioxide coming out of your mouth, maybe? It could be. I'm, I'm, I don't get bit by mosquitoes nearly as much as you do. but um, So I've got that going for me there. But you know, working outside, it was a, it was a nice 30 minutes. You know, you would think, though, that if it was really effective, they would make, like, sulfur pills or some sort of... Yeah. Although you would probably also smell like a rotten egg all the time, so maybe not so much. Exactly. Yeah. Today we have the return of the girl, and this time she's here for a fun fact. Are you ready for today's fun fact? I hope so. Okay, so today we're talking all about bugs. Now, you know bugs spread disease, right? Yes. 
So mosquitoes and ticks spread disease by biting you and then they transfer some saliva from their mouths into your body and that's what does the disease transfer. Then they have bugs inside their bodies that bug, those bugs get transferred through their saliva into your own body, right? Yes. Cockroaches, though, also spread disease. They don't bite, though, do they? No. Do you know how they spread disease? I'm not sure I want to know. You probably don't, but I'm going to tell you. Cockroaches like to feed on feces. Do you know what feces are? Poop. Poop. So they go into your house, into your bathroom, and eat in all the little poop particles in the bathroom. And then they leave the bathroom and go to your kitchen and feed on all the little poop, uh, all the little food particles in your kitchen. Hopefully not poop particles in your kitchen. So they feed on all the little food particles in your kitchen. And while they're doing that, they're walking with their feces covered bodies all over your plates and your silverware and your everything that's out on the countertops or on the floor, basically anywhere that they can get to. So why would that transfer disease? Because you're going to be eating off of those things. Right. So their feces-covered bodies carry a lot of bacteria. And many of those bacteria, like E. coli, make people very, very, very sick. They can cause a lot of intestinal distress. Some of, those ba- some of the bacteria that these cockroaches can actually carry can even kill people, especially in less developed countries where... Sanitation isn't as good, and medicine is not as readily available. Holy cannoli. Yeah, it's pretty bad, isn't it? Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? That scientists should develop some sort of chemical to kill all cockroaches in the world because I see no good purpose for them anywhere. Other animals do feed off of cockroaches, so they do have some purpose. Eh, potato, potato, details, details. Well, I think the better thing would be to do to get them out of our houses as much as possible. At least for the time being. So do you know how to try to keep cockroaches out of the house? Make sure your bathroom is super duper clean. That's actually part of it. Um, You need to make sure that your bathroom and your kitchen is super duper clean. Basically, you don't want anything that the cockroaches could feed off of. So they don't want to be in your house. But they'd rather be either outside or at somebody else's house where there's more things to feed on. (laughs) And you also want to make sure that your house is sealed as properly as possible so that they can't get in in the first place. Do you know what that means? So, like, caulking the windows, making sure that doors don't really have gaps at the bottoms, making sure that you have bug screens on your windows, those sort of things. Very, very true. You can also make sure your foundations are sealed and that your roofs are sealed to make sure that they're not getting in from any areas that don't normally open as well. It's actually really hard to keep them completely out of your house. You know, we've seen them come in the house when you just open the door. Mm -hmm. Because we have the kind that fly around here, right? Yes. Yeah. So as much as you can, you need to make sure that they are not getting in in any ways that you can't immediately see so that you can immediately kill them. And also make sure that your house is as clean as possible so that they don't want to stay there. Wouldn't, if you make sure your house is a lot cleaner than your neighbor's house, if you have annoying neighbors, wouldn't that be a really good way to annoy them? It probably would be, but just because they're not coming in your house doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to your neighbor's house. It's better 
to keep them out of the area altogether so that they don't want to go in anybody's house nearby yours. But still, what if they're really, really annoying? <laughs> it, it might work. I think there's probably better ways to annoy your neighbor. That is it for this week. If you were anything like me, your skin is crawling after this episode and you feel the distinct need to take a shower just in case there are any creepy crawlies trying to find a home on you. Sorry about that. I will not be back in two weeks. I am going to take a short vacation with the family for the summer holidays. So instead, I expect to be back in three weeks with another episode. In the meantime, it would really mean a lot if you could let a friend know about the podcast or leave a review on iTunes. I'm trying to get the word out about the podcast, and reviews are one of the best ways to do that. You can also get in touch with me by sending an email to hangyourhatpodcast at gmail.com or by visiting the website hangyourhatpodcast.com. The Hang Your Hat Podcast is a production of dworkingcrafts.com. That's G-E-R-W-E-R-K-E-N-Crafts.com. You can visit Dworking Crafts for DIY inspiration, home decor, crafts tutorials, and more.